Chapter 35 In which it is shown that Phileas Fogg gained nothing by his tour around the world unless it were happiness. Yes. Phileas Fogg in person. The reader will remember that at five minutes past eight in the evening, about five and twenty hours after the arrival of the travellers in London, Passepartout had been sent by his master to engage the services of the Reverend Samuel Wilson in a certain marriage ceremony, which was to take place the next day. Passepartout went on his errand enchanted. He soon reached the clergyman's house, but found him not at home. Passepartout waited a good twenty minutes, and when he left the reverend gentleman, it was thirty-five minutes past eight. But in what a state he was, with his hair in disorder and without his hat, he ran along the street, as never man was seen to run before, overturning passers-by, rushing over the sidewalk like a waterspout. In three minutes he was in Savile Row again, and staggered back into Mr Fogg's room. He could not speak. What is the matter? asked Mr Fogg. My master. Gasped Passepartout. Marriage, impossible. Impossible? Impossible for tomorrow. Why so? Because tomorrow is Sunday. Monday. Replied Mr Fogg. No, today is Saturday. Saturday, impossible. Yes, 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 yes. Cried Passepartout. You have made a mistake of one day. We arrived 24 hours ahead of time, but there are only 10 minutes left. Passepartout had seized his master by the collar and was dragging him along with irresistible force. Phileas Fogg, thus kidnapped, without having time to think, left his house, jumped into a cab, promised a hundred pounds to the cabman, and having run over two dogs and overturned five carriages, reached the reform club. The clock indicated a quarter before nine when he appeared in the great saloon. Phileas Fogg had accomplished the journey round the world in 80 days. Phileas Fogg had won his wager of £20,000. How was it that a man so exact and fastidious could have made this eruf a day? How came he to think that he had arrived in London on Saturday, the 21st day of December, when it was really Friday, the 20th, the 79th day only from his departure? The cause of the error is very simple. Phileas Fogg had, without suspecting it, gained one day on his journey, and this merely because he had travelled constantly eastward. He would, on the contrary, have lost a day had he gone in the opposite direction, that is, westward. In journeying eastward, he had gone towards the sun, and the days therefore diminished for him as many times four minutes as he crossed degrees in this direction. There are 360 degrees on the circumference of the earth, and these 360 degrees, multiplied by four minutes, gives precisely 24 hours, that is, the day unconsciously gained. In other words, while Phileas Fogg, going eastward, saw the sun pass the meridian 80 times, his friends in London only saw it pass the meridian 79 times. This is why they awaited him at the Reform Club on Saturday and not Sunday, as Mr Fogg thought, and Passepartout's famous family watch, which had always kept London time, would have betrayed this fact if it had marked the days as well as the hours and the minutes. Phileas Fogg then had won the £20,000, but as he had spent nearly 19000 on the way, the pecuniary gain was small. His object was, however, to be victorious and not to win money. He divided the £1,000 that remained between Passepartout and the unfortunate Fix, against whom he cherished no grudge. He deducted, however, from Passepartout's share the cost of the gas which had burned in his room for 1920 hours, for the sake of regularity. That evening, Mr Fogg, as tranquil and phlegmatic as ever, said to Aouda, Is our marriage still agreeable to you? 
Mr. Fogg, replied she, it is for me to ask that question. You were ruined, but now you are rich again. Dear Mr. Fogg, said the young woman. Dear Aouda, replied Phileas Fogg, it need not be said that the marriage took place 48 hours after, and that Passepartout, glowing and dazzling, gave the bride away. Had he not saved her, and was he not entitled to this honour? The next day, as soon as it was light, Passepartout rapped vigorously at his master's door. Mr. Fogg opened it and asked, What's the matter, Passepartout? What is it, sir? Why, I've just this instant found out. What? That we might have made the tour of the world in only 78 days. No doubt, returned Mr. Fogg. By not crossing India. But if I had not crossed India, I should not have saved Aouda. She would not have been my wife, and... Mr. Fogg quietly shut the door. Phileas Fogg had won his wager and had made his journey around the world in 80 days. To do this, he had employed every means of conveyance. Steamers, railways, carriages, yachts, trading vessels, sledges, elephants. The eccentric gentleman had throughout displayed all his marvellous qualities of coolness and exactitude. But what then? What had he really gained by all this trouble? What had he brought back from this long and weary journey? Nothing, say you. Perhaps so. Nothing but a charming woman who, strange as it may appear, made him the happiest of men. Truly would you not for less than that make the tour around the world? Poof! That's the end of the project Gutenberg ebook around the world in 80 days. Updated editions will replace the previous one. The old editions will be renamed. Creating the works from print editions not protected by US copyright law means that no one owns a United States copyright in these works. So the Foundation and you can copy and distribute it in the United States without permission and without paying copyright royalties. Special rules set forth in the general terms of use. Part of this license apply to copying and distributing Project Gutenberg trademark electronic works to protect the Project Gutenberg trademark concept and trademark. Project Gutenberg is a registered trademark and may not be used if you charge for an e-book except by following the terms of the trademark license including paying royalties for use of the Project Gutenberg trademark. If you do not charge anything for copies of this ebook, complying with the trademark license is very easy. You may use this ebook for nearly any purpose, such as creation of derivative works, reports, performances, and research. Project Gutenberg ebooks may be modified and printed and given away. You may do practically anything in the United States with ebooks not protected by US copyright law redistribution is subject to the trademark license, especially commercial redistribution. With the conclusion of Season 1, I invite you for Season 2. Now here's your preview of In the Beginning. Disclaimer. The views and thoughts of In the Beginning are crafted from the KJV, King James Version protected and licensed from God and the Project Gutenberg. Your discretion has been advised. This is Moja Drama. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. And of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female. To keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. 
and Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, into the ark, because of the waters of the flood, of clean beasts, and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls, and of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth an hundred and fifty days. And God remembered Noah, and every living thing, and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. The fountains also of the deep, and the windows of heaven were stopped. And the rain from heaven was restrained, and the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days, that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also. He sent forth a dove from him, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand, and took her, and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off, 
So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living, as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. And you, be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spoke unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, and I, behold, I establish my covenant with you, and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you, for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine, and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, 
saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood three hundred and fifty years, and all the days of Noah were nine hundred and fifty years, and he died. Poof, you just experienced. In the beginning. If you want the full experience, then you should subscribe. This ebook is for the use of anyone anywhere in the United States and most other parts of the world at no cost and with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You may copy it, give it away or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with this ebook or online at www.gutenberg.org. If you are not located in the United States, you will have to check the laws of the country where you are located before using this ebook. Moja Drama has been made for Spotify. Created for all, with captions and video by Orgex Labs and edited in Clipchamp for Windows with music selected from Upbeat.io. As such, each chapter is licensed and guarded with protection by the project Gutenberg and Upbeat has included in the description of this podcast. Although we encourage Spotify use, by all means shall you choose you may listen worldwide additionally on iHeart, Pandora, GoodPods, Amazon Music and yes, ironically even Apple Music. Now we return one final time for the conclusion of Season 1, and then we shall remain here on Season 2, that is, until we complete in full the entirety of the King James Version of the Bible. For clarity, it's going to be a very long season. Until next chapter, stream on. And that my friends is closure, this experience was made possible with Project Gutenberg, Orgex Labs, Pixabay, Plotagon, Upbeat, and of course our host Spotify. All Moja dramas are enhanced for Spotify as per the agreement set forth by the Project Gutenberg. This series has been made free for all to experience and will continue granting access for all to hear worldwide. By all means, stick around for Season 2. We have a lot to cover together. At some point in the future, ads could be applied to cover time and resources to create the series. Well, that is unless you could find it a mere possibility to say, help us grow. You can do so easily in three ways. First, you can simply hit share. Second, you could subscribe, or third here on cash.app slash dollamojadrama. Either is extremely appreciative, and I thank each and every one of you for being part of the Mojadrama experience. Until next chapter, stream on.